It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Continuing on a Monday morning edition of the Morning Blitz. Thanks, listener Brian. He texted in the word sparkling. He's got himself a sparkling instant scratch ticket. He's a winner here this Monday morning. We still have one more ticket to give away. So if you want to text the word sparkling throughout the rest of the show, you could be the final winner, number 10 of 10. Uh, if you want to text in the word sparkling, 899-2222. Once again, no Christian Peck. Dimmit. Uh, I think maybe until later in the show if he's able to make it at all. He had something he had to take care of this morning. He will be back tomorrow. Uh, as far as I know, but I uh, went to uh, weekend winners once again: Goodland Boys ba- or Goodland High School basketball boys and girls, Colby Eagle wrestling boys and girls, and uh, Zach Wilson and to an extent Joe Flacco. Winners of the weekend uh, for myself. Moving on to the what's the hottest topic in or what to me it was, should be the hottest topic at least on local sports radio today, and that would be losers of the weekend. And the, there's one massive loser this weekend. And it can, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are losers of the weekend, and it is not because they lost to the Buffalo Bills twenty to seventeen. I'm going to start this whole point top by saying, first and foremost, I am not a fan of the Chiefs. I am not a fan of really any NFL team. I just love the NFL. I love to watch the games. I love to see good games, and that was a good game. I really enjoyed it. But I'm not going to say I. It's not going to say I'm a fan of the Chiefs. I don't hate the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I like Andy Reid. I like Patrick Mahomes. But what has been going on the last 12 hours since that game is over has been it's been a pretty bad look for Kansas City. Pretty bad look for Kansas City. Most of the time the Kansas City Chiefs are known as being a very at least in, in the last handful of years have been and I would say for pretty much all my life has been a high class organization. Nothing but class. But they have handled this loss of the Buffalo Bills in a complete opposite fashion. So if you don't know, if you're, if you're playing catch-up, the Chiefs lose to the Bills 20-17. The Bills have a three-point lead with just under or two minutes to play. The Chiefs are going down the field trying to score a touchdown or kick a field, score a touchdown to win it or kick a field goal to uh, end up tying the game, send it to overtime against the Bills at Arrowhead. The Chiefs get a great play. They find Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey open down the field, makes the catch, makes a nice run after the catch, gets all the way to around the 25-30 yard line, and then does what the Chiefs only the Chiefs would do. Travis Kelsey then takes the ball and passes it about 20 yards backwards. It's a lateral. It's legal to a wide open Kadarius Tony, who then sprints into the end zone the extra 30 yards and gives the Chiefs the lead. So people think. But a penalty flag was thrown. And lining up offsides was Kadarius Toney for the Kansas City Chiefs. And so that play was nullified. The Chiefs would not be able to convert on a 4th and 15. And the game was over and the Bills get the win 2017. And the Chiefs have now lost four of their last six bas- or four of their last six games. And after in post game, all Andy Reid and all Patrick Mahomes could talk about, whether it was with the media 
or Patrick Mahomes even saying it to the winning quarterback Josh Allen's face, complaining about how it was one of the worst calls he's ever seen with Kadarius Tony lining up offsides. This is this is stupid. This is stupid, Andy Reid. This is stupid, Patrick Mahomes. Watch the tape. He's offsides. It's clear. It's not like it's a toe. It's a whole foot. Only one guy in all of football is allowed to be in the neutral zone. That is the center. The offensive center is allowed to be in the neutral zone. Nobody else. If you're a defensive player and your hand is, uh, if your hand or your helmet is across the neutral, is in the neutral zone across the football, that is offsides. It's the same thing for the offense. It's been in the rules for a long time, and, and they're saying, well, you should get a warning about this kind of stuff. You know what? You know how you check to see if you're on or offsides? If you're the wide receiver, you go up to the line, you get set, and then you look down the line and you ask the official, hey, am I on the line or am I off the line? And they'll say, hey, you need to move back. You need to shade back a little bit. No, you're not on the line. You need to come up a little bit closer. Okay, you're good. Kadarius Tony didn't check with the official. Chiefs were in a hurry. They didn't want to waste any time. That's what the official, the side judge is there, the line's judge. Am I on the line or am I off the line? You're on the line. Or am I crying? No, actually, you're a hot, but you need, to, you need to step back a little bit. Never checked. Instead, got put his foot down, looked at the ball to see what it would be snapped. It's a rule, guys. It's plain as day. If you break a rule, it's a penalty. Don't line up offsides. Check with the official. It's pretty darn simple. That's what drives me absolutely nuts. And then you're throwing the officials under the bus because they made the right call. You know, they were talking about it on Sunday Night Football with about, you know, this off- offensive uh, offsides is, or neutral zone infraction by the offense is usually not ever called. I think it was called twice over the last two years combined or something like that. This year has been called, I think, 11 times. They've, they've, they've tried to up it and be a little more. Look, it's only fair. Why? How about this, Kansas City? If you want to complain about it, guess what? The next time you play a team, their their defensive pass rusher can line up in the neutral zone because it doesn't matter to you. I bet you'd be more angry if a guy lined up in the neutral zone it wasn't called. This was the right call. The problem, unfortunately for Kansas City, it's on you. Quit getting mad and looking to blame others for your lack of success this season. You have lost four of your last six games and five this year to drop to eight and five and are now looking at going on the road to begin the postseason for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era. You're doing all this for a multitude of reasons, but once again, it comes down to the fact that you do not have enough quality at wide receiver. You decide to spend all your money on your quarterback. Good. Spend a lot of money on your tight end. Good. Guess what? You have no money left over for other pieces. You've hoped that your rookies and stuff would step up, and Rasheed Rice is having a good season. Had a good game, lighting at 70 yards, touchdown. I'm not going to throw him, but the depth and quality, the quality of depth at the wide receiver spot for Kansas City is not good enough. It's not. Been saying that all season long, and guess what? It's going to burn them, and it's why they're probably not going to get back to the Super Bowl this year or even a deep playoff run. Their wide receivers are not good enough. They're not threatening enough to everybody else. 
And because of it, it's making it more hard on Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to get open. And that's resulting in losses. Do not blame this win, this loss, on the officials. It is clearly on you. You didn't play good enough early in the game against a really good Bills team. You didn't play good enough early in the game. You didn't run the ball at all. No Isaiah Pacheco, and you didn't run the ball really that good. Patrick Mahomes was, you know, mediocre numbers, 270, a touchdown, a pick, not that great. Don't blame it on the last play. You could have done more earlier in the play. It's what you should have done. But don't blame on that last play on the officials. They made the right call. Your guy was illegally in the wrong spot. That is a flag. The officials are there to make it even for both teams. And if you want to be, and, and if you're going to allow the offensive player to line up in the offsides and not throw flags, then the defensive player should be able to line up offsides and not throw flags. Take your pick. Take your pick. There's already plenty of rules that are bent to the way of the offense to have more success. Don't give them another world. Well, now the wide receiver can line up five yards uh, in the defensive zone because that's going to be a new rule now. No, not that he was lined up five yards, but he was clearly on the line with his foot. Clearly. And so the losers this weekend are the Kansas State Chiefs, not only because they've lost four out of six, but because of the way they have handled this in the postgame. Look at the tape and realize, yeah, he was offsides, way offsides. It wasn't like it was a toe, it was a foot. He was way offsides. And, you know, we didn't play, and once again, we did not play good enough throughout the entirety of the game to earn the win against the Bills. Simple as that. Quit looking for excuses for having a poor season. Your real, the, main, the main excuse you should have for having a poor season is you have not hit good enough on your wide receiver picks. And you haven't spent money in the wide receiver department this year. Just haven't. You know, you went and you, you've tried to, you got Kadarius Tony back. You brought back McCole Hardman. Those guys, they really haven't made a huge impact. So you're relying on Justin Watson and Sky Moore, which has not hit as a pick yet. And Rasheed Rice has been the high point, and he's still a rookie learning his way. Travis Kelsey, because he's the best tight end in the world, still finds a way to get 80 yards despite probably being double covered at times. You don't really have a running game. Especially without Isaiah Pacheco, who didn't play. So quit blaming other people for what is your issues and the fact that you didn't do enough this offseason right before the trade deadline to better your roster. Especially on the especially at the wide receiver spots. You didn't do enough. You did not do enough. That's the problem there. So no doubt the Kansas City Chiefs are a loser of the weekend. I think they better. I think honestly, they would they would make me feel better about them if they would say they would go back and when they meet with the media either today or tomorrow, whenever they do that again, they say, "Hey, I want to apologize." To the NFL, he was clearly end up off sides. We have to be better in earlier game situation. Get that done. It would make me feel a lot better if they did. If they're going to continue to stand on this mountaintop or on this at this at this at this pulpit and make this big grand statement about how they're 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 ruining the game. No, they're not. They're calling the game the way it's supposed to be called. You don't want that call to be made? Don't line up offside. Check with the official. Kadarius Tony, that is. So the Kansas City Chiefs are a massive loser of the weekend. Just for the way they've been baby crying and babying around about this loss because it didn't go their way, uh, because of a call didn't go their way that, that 
was the right call in the first place. And also because they've lost four out of six. Chiefs are in a they're 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 in a tailspin. They are in a tailspin. They've got the Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, and Chargers. They should be able to get right against the Patriots. They're not that good. The Raiders, you know, not that good. The Bengals have looked okay, but not, not no Joe Burrow. And the Chargers could be without Justin Herbert the rest of the season as he got might might, might have injured his right hand throwing thing. He's got two really banged up fingers and one now on his throwing hand, so he might be out for the rest of the season. So the Chiefs have a chance to get a little bit of momentum before before the postseason. But once again, quit quit blaming, looking for to blame nobody self. Just blame just blame yourself for that loss yesterday in more ways than one. So Chiefs are the loser of the weekend. Also a very tough weekend again for area JUCO hoops basketball teams before we get to a break. Uh, Colby Community College, Northwest Tech, go a combined 0-4 on the weekend. Northwest Tech on Saturday loses at Garden City. Lady Mavs lose 92-54. Maverick men fall 91-76. Both teams 0-6 in the Jayhawk going into the uh, holiday break here. Although the Maverick men do play today against Otero Junior Varsity. But, I mean, going into the break, no more Jayhawk League games before January 1st. And then Colby Community College, men and women, they played on Sunday hosting Cloud. Women lost 69-53, men losing 73-53. Here's the thing. On the women's side, you got two first-year coaches who are trying to rebuild and reshape their rosters. A tough year is kind of expected. going to happen. On the men's side, you've got a second-year head coach and a third-year head coach. And the big things that stand out to me is that the second-year coach is still trying to build his roster to be competitive with the upper echelon teams in the Jayhawk. And the third-year coach, things just haven't come together. Uh, like I think maybe they thought they would. Just have not come together yet. And maybe they will after the holiday break. Things just have not come together yet. But this is the tough thing about playing in the JUCO in the Jayhawk Conference is that some of the best teams in the nation play in the JUCO. And so you're going to get some of the – that means they have some of the best players in the nation. And really in basketball, it's about dudes. And if you don't have the dudes, it's hard to win. And right now, Colby and Northwest Tech just don't have enough dudes to compete against all the dudes that Hutch, Cloud, all these other ones have at this point in time. You know, and COVID has really hurt programs like Colby and those other ones to an extent because the bounce back, you know, guys didn't you know, aren't, aren't getting the Division One stuff, so the bounce back, so they come to JUCO for a year, and that that usually they usually go to the really good programs. That makes them even tougher to beat. So tough weekend for JUCO basketball. Once again, those teams, by the way, going into the holiday break are a combined 1-23 in Jayhawk Conference uh, basketball games so far. We'll see what the second half of the conference slate holds. All right, let's get to our final break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show with some final leftover thoughts. You're listening to the Morning Blitz here on a Monday. 